Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antinomocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Tony, what up? I get it. You want to raise your testosterone, but do any of these boosters actually work? To tell you the truth, Disco, I don't know. I only use legacy subs. And, and let me tell you this. This is empirical shit. I went to get my testosterone, testosterone levels done before I was using legacy subs. And it was very low. And then afterwards, it did increase. So it does work. Yeah, Test X9 works. And don't just take legacy subs word for it. They show you how with links to independent studies on every single one of the nine key ingredients. No bull, no bro science, just facts. Test X9 Is an NSF certified third party lab tested made in the USA. Level up your strength, energy, libido, and drive now with Test X9 from Legacy Sports Nutrition. If you want to really level up, go for the ultimate test deck, adding T Assist, a pro grade estrogen inhibitor and test enhancer, and the best selling sleep aid, Recovery PM, the show's favorite, and see why improving your sleep is the key to unlocking your mental and physical potential. Guys, did you know that the majority of testosterone release occurs while you sleep? That's why we put this stuff together why it really works stop setting for average go to legacysubs.com and use the code k100 for 10 off your entire order and if you subscribe to have it shipped every 30 days you can still get the discount every single time it's brought to you by three-time world champion nick aldis and 10-time world champion mickey james who develop and use these products themselves l-e-g-a-c-y-s-u-p-p-s.com Level up with legacy, and the code is K100. And let me tell you, we we've been doing business with Nick for a while now. Uh, this is one of our most um, requested items. Uh, people always buy all his supplements because they work. Or if not, he would have left our show a long time ago. We use them, and they work. And it's not just this testosterone. They've got stuff for your memory, for your energy, for sleeping. 
Go check them out at Legacy Subs. Boom. I'm going to be controversial and just say, I just don't like the way matzo ball soup tastes. I've tried it three or four times, and uh, I just can't get into it. It really is terrible. It's not a good kosher kosher food. Is not like it really is. If you're not going to like if the gavelta fish is something there, I've had matzo ball soup, but it doesn't. You're right; it doesn't taste good. You know, I worked this show up in Canada for the Megan Brothers. They're promoters, and they help. Yeah, the the twins. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, dude, like hilarious guys, bro. And it, like these these Orthodox Jews pay four hundred dollars for a ticket to these special shows, and the one at rain they usually have in the backyard, and they have like the Toronto Raptors announcer there, Canada's fastest man, Jake Roberts is over. Oh there. yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're clued in. They they're like yeah. they got they're connected to some stuff. Oh no, they're, they're connected, bro. And uh, the one year we had to have it inside the synagogue, and bro, like these people pay top dollar for these tickets. There was a buffet of all kosher food, but I'm talking racks of ribs, everything. It was like a king's feast, not the usual what you think, you know, uh, of what we were talking about that way. So I, I've been in some uh, pretty funny wrestling shows with some of the most uh, high-level Jews that roll through Toronto in that area, and they had a good old time, man. So I don't know what, what the hate is or why that gets thrown out, like you said, is just kind of a – uh, a neutralizer of like anti-Semitic. Oh, I can't say anything else. Well, well what does th- it mean? This is how bad it's gotten. You know, Stu Stone, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Stu- so, so, and his gimmick was, I'm a powerful Jew. Yeah. Okay. Now that that was like six, seven. That, that was a little while ago, right? Because that was the AAW or, uh, or FSW. He came in and do that gimmick. It's like ten years ago, right? Yeah. Is that is is it inappropriate for him to, to refer to himself like that, like in 2022? Yeah, well, that you like, would you think that, that like there's an audience real that does, does think that is inappropriate. That's how fast this shit's changed, you know? Right, right. Yeah. And, and and is that woke culture? I don't think Stu Stone cares. He's a, he's our no, agent. No, because he's, he's, he's funny. He's like, that yeah. was his character, a powerful Jewish you know, the yeah. manager guy. <laughs> well, dude, that's what Ari is. In um, what what was the the one with the cool guys? And they're all in L.A. Uh, uh, entourage. Entourage, right? right? Like right. that's what Robert Stone should be in 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 uh, NXT. Right. Right. Should have been a hundred times over on the main roster, managing guys being their mouthpiece. So right. they're, they're missing on all accounts, and I don't understand why they always get so upset about saying it because it's either said with pride or said with an inflection of like, don't you dare say this word either. It's right. like, what, what is going on, man? With sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Except yeah, no words are violence. Now it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah it's next, is, next is from John Roddy. And the subject is bad Conan idea. My question is mostly for Conan while well, he's not here, but I also like disco and Joe's opinion on it too. Conan, I was just watching a one K100 YouTube clip where you said that you think the Roman Reigns should have dropped the title to Drew McIntyre at the Clash of the Castle show in the UK. My question is, what sense would that make? Drew winning the title in the UK would get a huge hometown pop, but then what? Why would, why would people around the world give a shit that Drew won in the UK? Also, even if Drew did win the title, what money matches are there for him to have? There are none. Booking TV or pay-per-view shows simply to the hometown pop is exactly the, dumb, the, kind, of, the dumb kind of shit that Tony Khan keeps doing, and look at the poor state the AEW in right now. Disco and Joe, I'd love to hear your take on this as well. I, I've, well, first of all, okay, it would the, the, you can't underestimate, okay, that the, this sentence right here, Drew winning the title in the UK would get a huge hometown pop, bro. They have the WWE has had so many opportunities to deliver these massive pops, 
okay, where a storyline is built up, you're in the right place at the right time, and the person, one, two, three, and there's an eruption from the crowd, and they don't pull the trigger on it. Sammy and, and think, Sammy and Montreal was one recently I, as well. And I'm like thinking, like, dude, like, why, why not do that? Like, you can't t- figure out the story after. The, like, if Drew wins, what's the meaning thing? Okay, the bloodline's going to try to figure out how to get this thing back from right. And like, yeah. and they're, they're going to connive. They're going to thing. They're going to like, you know, they're they're going to try and set up. With Heyman is going to be involved, bro. That that's a, you 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 got eight weeks worth of TV right off the bat with the rematch. Okay, and the reason, and, and the reason that he wins in clash of the castle and overcomes the heels is because the people are behind him. And right. then when he gets caught in a trap and loses it, it's cause he's not on home ground. It, you, the right. title is a prop that right. allows people to have an interest and direct their emotions, especially heels to do more despicable things in order to stay on top. And the baby face needs to keep fighting them off at every angle and s- somewhat just escaping, but escaping with their pride. And still holding the title. And Next the, the problem with that super long title reign Reigns is having, I know everybody's, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people dig the long title reign, is finding the right guy to take it off him. And I think at that time, Drew was the closest thing to that. Right now, I don't see who, obviously, The Rock's going to come in, and who knows what's going to happen there. But I don't see anyone else other oh. than Drew at that time who could and, take Roman, take the title from him convincingly. And would you have thought, like, bro, this happens all the time. And, bro, it actually it keeps... It keeps the booking logical, okay, to where, like, you know, we don't know the finish of matches all the time, okay? Perfect example. Would you have thought that out, that Perea beats Adesanya? Would you have thought that Leon Edwards beats beats Usman? No. Because your booking would have said, okay, Usman needs to win, then he needs to fight Chemaev. Like, like that's how you would, book, like, book it, right? But that didn't happen. Not if this you is like, it's like the, the Ferrara fight. That guy, I knew that guy was going over, dude. That right. guy's up. Like, animal <laughs> yeah but like sometimes you got to do you can't just like you know you got to you got to mix things up to, to keep yeah. the fans on the you know on their toes so uh next one's from Ilya Vislaguzov and the subject is Mexican wrestling style greetings to the K100 cast the great Conan the superior one and Jojo the man of the hundred shows it's Ilya from the holy land Israel question for Conan please explain what is Mexican wrestling style what is the difference between American wrestling? From your point of view and experience, can you say a few words about its origins? And without disrespect, does the cooperation during the match is a part of it or just bad habits of modern wrestlers? Because for me, the cooperation is a channel changer. Um, thank you, uh, Conan. Wish you strong health uh, and peace. Um, I'll, we'll say this for Conan, but but uh, Mexican wrestling is just a different cultural style. Everybody has a mask. Um, they kind of represent a comic book type character. So they kind of wrestle like comic book characters flying through the air. And, you know, and it's like, I don't know. It's not really, you know, the, the style isn't geared towards, you know, to, you know, grown men infused with each other fighting. It's, on you know, lucha, you know, characters with masks that are, you know, like superheroes. Kind of, and that was just, just, just different culture. Plus two in Mexico, there's still a very strong uh, adherence to the suspension. Like a lot of people think it's real over there still. Even with that style, you know, it's kind of weird. Like yeah, and, in the year 2022 and, is like that. But that, but, but that's what it – but it is predicated on the fact that enough of people still think it's real. So Cooperation during a match is, is whatever, like Disco just said. Uh, the fans, you know, do suspend their disbelief to deal with that. But blatant cooperation is definitely a turnoff. I don't care what anyone says because I have friends that aren't deep, hardcore fans that will put on a match – and go, I can't watch this. They're, why is he standing there waiting for the guy to dive on him? Why are they just slapping each other and not and allowing it? You know, the blatant cooperation does turn some fans off for sure. 
Yeah, but blame cooperation in Lucha isn't just because of what it is. That's just bad Lucha work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cooperation in Lucha should look like momentum reversed, where you make a quick reverse on something, and that carries you through into an up-and-over arm drag or whatever it is, uh, Cope Tone Hilo, you know, whatever the the move of the week is, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Cope Tone Hilo, as I got mixed up there, Uh, you know. To, to put it over, and I may be incorrect in this too, obviously in the tradition of uh, ancient Aztec warriors and, and the masks mm-hmm. and everything that went on there. I think uh, some of the origin was supposed to be like, these are the gods fighting in, in the origins of Luchador and in, in, uh, in that as well. I could be incorrect in that, but uh seems like from my early fan days, I remember that. But uh, they just like the spins and they like the aerial. And I think that's also part of, the people and, and how they, uh, you know, like the magic in, in their life. I know a lot of literature, like uh, like Water for Chocolate, uh, books like that that are written by Latin authors always have a little bit of magic mixed into them. That's a, a literary device. So I think that probably is in inside of Lucha Libre as well. Um, next is from um, Neil, Niall Foster. The subject is drinking. Um, I'm not, we're not going to play these clips, but this is a very weird yeah. email question. Yeah. I've noticed a very disturbing habit that Tony Khan has picked up over the last few years. He pretends to drink during interviews. In this Barstool Wrestling clip, clip, he's clearly holding an empty cup and pretending to drink from during the interview. In an Ariel Hawani interview, Tony seems to have an endless coffee for 77 minutes. Why is he faking the drink? And in Inside the Ropes interview, he's putting the cup to his mouth for a drink but not swallowing anything. K100, what the hell is going on here? I've also noticed that AW Media Scrums, Tony would pour himself some water and react to it like he was drinking a strong whiskey. What the F is this guy doing? My answer to this is I don't know. Yeah, it's just an, it's probably an, <laughs> a, a, a nervous tick during an interview. He needs something to do with his hands, kind of thing. I don't know, but I agree. Uh, even though I, I, I find no it, I find it strange that this guy researched it and sent us clips, but I did notice during that punk part of the scrum, the way he was gulping and drinking. I swore he was. I swore he had a cocktail from the way he was reacting. I thought he was ha- having a little vodka on the rocks or something. He may have. Yeah. You never know. I mean, uh, next is yeah, David. You know, with Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon chooses water, pal. Yes, he does. <laughs> this is interesting. David Barnett, uh, subject is ring psychology. Hey, K100 crew, Rhino Guards is a specific spot of which Disco has repeatedly voiced his distaste for. To preface, I, I, I posit the following not as a criticism, but in the spirit of healthy debate. Okay, so the spot in question is a Japanese spot which wrestlers exchange forums. Disco, I know you hate the logic and psychology of the spot because someone would never do this in a legitimate fight. Now, while I'll admit that this is a valid point, I disagree with it. It's entirely valid. First, psychology is subjective and differs greatly corresponding to culture as well as style and or disciplines. Disco, I believe your gripe with this spot is rooted in ethnocentric perspective. You perceive it through the lens of your traditional American pro wrestling conditioning. Again, not a personal knock. We're all products of our environment. I'm not immune to this. However, from the Japanese perspective, the spot is about honor, bravado, the will of the athlete, as well as a bit of masochism. To provide a relative comparison, how logical is the psychology of the headlock, shoot-off, tackle, drop-down, leapfrog, hip-toss spot? Would that ever occur in a legitimate fight? And why would anyone voluntarily drop their belt? Uh, drop to their belly and let someone jump over them. It's just as so entrenched in our American wrestling culture, the absurdity doesn't register with us. My question is this. Disco, are you willing to concede even to the slightest degree the forum exchange isn't such a ridiculous spot, or would you rather submit a rebuttal? Um, okay, it is a ridiculous spot, and the rebuttal is, okay, if it's a, if it's a, a Japanese perspective a spot about honor, bravado, and the will of the, the athlete, why are American wrestlers doing it? That and I'll, and you you can answer that. I'm gonna we'll exchange this on a weekly basis. I'll throw that question back to you. Why would an American wrestler, okay, perform a spot 
that Japanese people do because it's about honor, bravado, and the will of the athlete. So that's a, you, you answer that question next uh, next week, and we'll we'll continue this debate. But if we just said that uh, you have to accept that you know magic and stuff is a part of lucha libre culture, then you, why wouldn't you accept that the uh, that style is part of Japanese, the fighting spirit? That you you got to accept that if you're gonna you know what I'm saying. And these guys well, are inspired by. Well, here's, here's I, the, I know the I don't like it. I'm just being here, devil's let, advocate. Let, yeah. let me let me tell you something. And this is this is you know you can't even argue this. Okay, <clears throat> American wrestlers. Okay. Get over in Japan at the highest levels. They get over in Mexico at the highest levels. Okay, at, in great numbers. You know, to, you, you, there's a just you, you look at all Japanese wrestling tapes. You know, and, and the Americans were half of the guys that the, in the history that were like the Hall of Famers and stuff, right? So my question is this: How many Japanese wrestlers and Mexican wrestlers get over at the highest levels here in the United States with the Amer- with wrestling the American style? Um, well, Eddie Ray. Bro, you can count on five fingers. I'm trying, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's like a hundred American wrestlers that got over the highest levels and go and wrestle in Japan and and Mexico and stuff. Yeah, there has been you like you can count on two hands the the amount of Mexican wrestlers and the Japanese wrestlers that have gotten over in the United States. Ben, would you agree with that, or am I am I off base here? Yeah, and they get over usually because they can only they do amazing springboard things like Phoenix and Penta do that uh, you're not going to see a Killer Cross do, you know. Right. Uh, so it makes them special and a draw. Where in Mexico, every match, everybody's doing that, so you're not special right. on the card. That's uh, the main difference, and the reason why white guys looking like Tom Cruise in uh, The Last Samurai is because they're over in Japan. Because they don't see a lot of Quilo. They don't see a lot of white guys there. And it's the same in Mexico. or I won't say white guys, but Americans, all right? So, uh, you know, from from Europe or, or what have you. So that makes them special. And then they can pretend they're samurais. When you bring that shit back here, that's not what our wrestling is based on. So the American wrestler can go play make-believe in the foreign country and adapt to that style. But to bring it back here and try and put it into the real style of wrestling you're going to be chastised for it, for trying to push something that goes against the greater overall style of wrestling, I guess. But to, to, to like go at the high spot drill of like, Oh, does drop down leap frog hip toss mean anything? Well, yeah, it does. But it's because the style has been bastardized. A drop down is not just like, let me hit the ground and let him run over me. Go watch your NFL. It's a Marine or, or, or a submarine chop block is what it's supposed to be as you go to chop the guy's legs out. But he's too athletic and jumps over you. You want to show your athletic as he comes back to spear you and you jump over the top of him split like that way. Come back. Here comes momentum. And now I got you in a hip toss because I set you up. But you guys just see it as the this is what we know from high spot, because as fans, that's what we've been told. But the real artistry is, is someone should throw a drop down and trip somebody up and show that it is that actual offensive move in the first match. So later on in the main event, when they run the high spot drill and he jumps over them, the crowd will be conditioned to it. But we don't play at that level. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una 
vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, They can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Excellent, Bronson Hollins, and that's a good point, by the way. Uh, the subject is wrestling without a fix. Greetings, K100 crew. Hope all is good. I would like to get y'all's take on this conversation I was having with some family. Would it be a bad idea to take the fix out of wrestling? For example, if a new promotion startup that didn't have predetermined matches, could it work? Would people be drawn to it or would it fail? I think it was treated with the same gloves as the UFC. It may pick up steam. Either way, thank you for your time and entertaining show, Bronson. Uh, you got to be licensed. You got to have, you can't just put on fighting. You have to have a license for that. You have to, guys got to be licensed to do that. No, that's not. That's a dumb question. Um, well, I'm sorry. What was the question he asked? Like, like what? Take taking the predetermined the stuff out of out of matches. Well, that means it's the, the, you're, you're fighting for real then. Yeah, it's, you know, if if yeah, that was popular, stupid. amateur wrestling would be you know on the level of pro well, wrestling. Right, but it's not. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, next is from Theo Combo. It says the curious case of Karen Cross's indifference. What's good, K100 crew? Just and by the way, I uh, just, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's three cross questions in a row here. So if you want right. to look at them all, and then I'll read answer. them all. Let's read yeah. them all. Okay. Just watch November 18th SmackDown. Cross and Moss had a decent five minute or so match. What I notice is a recurring theme from Cross is the indifference he's receiving from the live crowd. He's clearly a heel with zero heat, and he's got a dime piece who presents herself as a goddess. And that entrance there is one of the best currently. Even when the feud with McIntyre's heat was minimal, and it was simply because Drew is so over. Uh, as a Caring Cross fan, my question is, have you all noticed what I have and what can WWE do to the larger audience to care one way or the other? They're the complete package. Um, the next question was, hello, gentlemen. Is this, uh, what is this? How would you book Cross to be a legit promo for Roman? Okay, that's from Blade. And the next question is, um, Cross is Miro. In the morning, Mero or Mir Mark Mar Mero? Mark okay, Mero. In the morning, Jensen, is it me? 
or is Cross and Scarlet just a wish version of Mark Merrow's Sable? Do y'all have any Ooh. memories of getting down with Johnny B. Bad and WCW? P.S. Music on my connections to try and get Disco in the Royal Rumble this year. That's from Adam Demoy, uh, Tony Schiavone's um, Japanese young boy, according to one of the, the Let's things. Let's go back to um, the front. Uh, there's, in my mind, no comparisons between Karrion Cross and Mark Merrow, who I don't, I'm not disrespecting Mark or anything. They're just two completely different wrestlers, characters, everything. Right, right. Cross is, Cross is a very, here's the thing with Cross. He's a very well-defined character, okay, that defined his own character, okay? And it's very – and the, 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 what he does very well, okay, is present his character. Like he, he tells good stories, and, and if he gets a minute and a half to two-minute promo, he does a very good two, minute and a half to two-minute promo. I mean you know, you know a lot about the guy and like where he's coming from and stuff and everything. So it's like when I talk about like, you know, like, I, like Cross is like the, this generation of fans – and because of Meltzer and stuff, and the reason why AEW is like so, you know, underwhelming is because, bro, all these guys, all people do is care about the match. And we're going to look at the match. And we're critics and we've been reading the Observer. And we know what good work is and stuff. And we're going to, we're going to judge the match. But like the buildup, like the, the weekly television is what drives professional wrestling, not the wrestling matches. It's the storytelling, the, the vignettes, the promos, the facial expressions that tell stories, the acting and stuff. And the matches, the matches like, just a like a like a bridge to get to the next part of the storytelling, and it's like Cross does that all those things very 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 well, better than most of the people in this business. As there is his work, like the, I mean, no, his work is it's, he's like a different guy. He's like he's big. It's like he, he, he shouldn't be getting you know beat up a lot, and he should he should be beating you know beating guys quick because that's basically his story is a sadistic. His character is a sadistic killer type, you know. And I don't know. It's just like uh, the, he had good heat in that cage match. I don't know, I don't know what this guy's talking about. That was I thought the crowd reaction the at the uh, where, where were they at Saudi Arabia? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought the heat was fine in that match. Oh, that's I, I threatened people if they didn't boom that that was going to hang them from cranes. Uh, but uh, I, the big the big heat with me because I like Killer Cross to the nth degree. Got to shave that goddamn good looking hair. That you got to go you back. It is kind of weird that he so you had the beautiful head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> like I need my badasses to be badass, not goddamn. Look at that nice wavy hair on that son of a yeah, bitch. Uh, motherfucker. The other thing that pisses me off, they commentary cannot get their words right. Scarlet is not his, a succubus, right? She is his muse. Muses have been around in mythology of the nth degree of time from Greek mythology. And here we are not saying that she is a muse, the one that's in his head and why he does it and why he's successful because he's listening to her. I thought with Madcap, he he looked too 50-50. Uh, he needs to be stronger. Give him just a little fire up until Cross goes crazy and, and ends him real fast. But he did choke him out, so I like that violence. Um, and Cross is light years ahead of everybody else when it comes to promo character. He's right out of a of a new Batman movie, not the old school. Well, <laughs> I wonder. Know. I wonder if he's got the hair going because he may have a foot in the door to Hollywood. It does. It, it just, it's not fair to be that Jack good looking and you got to give something up. You got to give right. the hair up. I, right. I, yeah. I, I but but I just wonder if like the hair is like appealing to, you know, Hollywood. The, the, the guy, the guy is right out of, you know, central yeah. casting for so many roles that you would right. want military to Batman, man, the guy's got it. Yeah. Uh, and where he doesn't have it yet. And he's, you know, physically gifted uh, a supreme human being is he's probably at about 
six, 7,000 hours DI, would you say, in his 10,000-hour rule? And to get him to 10,000 hours, you want to put him with guys like Drew and Bobby Lashley because he's only going to get better that much faster by working with people who are more seasoned than him. Putting him with Mad Cat Moss opens up the opportunity to – okay, we're both trying to get over on our own here, but we're not at that highest level yet. In um, There's money on Mad Cat Moss too, but Killer Cross is your next Triple H when Triple H was on top at his highest level. Well, and this is what I told him. And build him to that level. This man. is advice I've given him before, and you can tell like Gunther does this, Sheamus does this. I say, dude, just lay your shit in and apologize later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, you have to just lay your shit in and apologize afterwards. You know, like and then you can see that's the way Gunther and Sheamus work. You know, and like they're getting over. You yeah. know, so I was like, yeah. but Sheamus has been around for you know fifteen years or something. Is Cross too early on to be to start stiffing uh, guys like that? No, that's what I'm telling you. But that's what he needs to do. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. And if somebody okay. sticks them back, then you're going to be like, oh shit, I want to see him versus Brock. Yeah. Right. 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 You know what I mean? That That's what it is. Not like, oh, Madcap took him off his feet because Emma told Madcap that he's fast and he should use that against him. Like, he should try that. You get one and Cross goes, what? And then what, now wants to break his fingers and pull his eye out of his head. Like, that's that's what. Yeah. Next is from Leslie Sincere. And the subject is Natty, the backstage producer. What's good, K100 crew and Joe? It's your boy, Les. Natty's currently out doing a stiff blow to the nose from Shayna Bezzer and had to get sick. Really? That was a shoot, huh? No. Oh, they, okay. were, this, they worked that because she had to have some, I think, deviated septum surgery. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. At this point in her career, is Natalie really putting butts in seats? Her time is up. She just turned 40 back in May and would be a better agent producer than an in-ring talent. My question is for Conan Disco. Do you guys feel Natalie Natty should hang up her boots? Plus, with the WWE increasing their women's division, what, what ideas would you present Hunter to keep the division relevant? First of all, I have no clue what why whatsoever they, they broke her and Tamina up. I mean, were they having issues with each other personally? And maybe that's why. I said, but that, that I thought, I thought they were a good, refreshing tag team because they had they had a clumsy, like uh, like viciousness to the two of them. Like they they look big. They're they're kind of decent size, and they were yeah. clobbering. <laughs> it's like and then we, it was like a good little second generation and the right. the mama the mama bears of the locker room. And, and they could have that's they, the story, right? To see they, who's the the dominant female. Well, they should have kept them strong, and then you got yeah. then you got Ronda and Shayna Baszler. Now that's kind of like a magic that that that, that type of feud could draw if you made the, to, Tamina and Natty back like like in a kind of like the the Twin Towers again, like a, you know like like they were sort of you know. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, let me see. But I, I will I will co- uh, commend them for taking a surgery, making it look like a shoe shot and, and because, and then using social media to further the story. So I tip my hat to him that way. Oh, the full disguy. Did you hear uh, or read rumors that, that Natty was being um, a little, maybe, or they're putting him out there outspoken backstage because of where she was on the card or how much time, or was there some issues in the last couple months with kind of big league in a little bit? And could this be payback from that? I didn't hear anything. I don't get involved in all that shit. So, you know. uh, next yeah. is from Eric Schultz. The subject is MJF part of my take interview. Hey, K100 crew was writing about the MJF interview at Barstool, Barstool Sports podcast. Pardon my take. Interview is good, but notice the trend in the Twitter comments and Facebook clip comments. Most sports fans do not like wrestling. Duh. duh, duh. <laughs> MJF got people worked up over taking shots at Buffalo, but it wasn't, but it wasn't, I want to see this guy get his ass whipped heat. It was, who is this nobody? And Oh, he's one of those bullshit wrestlers heat. 
What are all your thoughts is even when ESPN posts WWE clips, the people who watch sports but not wrestling have the same response. Should wrestling try to present itself more as a TV show than a sport since most people don't view it as a sport? Thanks. Yeah, like, bro, the thing that's that attracted sports fans to professional wrestling was characters. Okay, just like in sports, when you have a superstar, it's kind of like a character. Dennis Rodman was a character. Muhammad LeBron James Ali, is kind of a character. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Just they're they're over the they're, they're larger than life characters, and that's what sports Mayweather. fans are attracted to about wrestling. The, the larger than life characters, like, they don't care about. They don't look at it as a sport, but like you know, when you see the guys doing the, you know, the Indianapolis Colts doing the Ric Flair thing after their game, you know, well, that was, the, you know, jet jet flying. So like, bro, they just they get they they like that's what they like about it. Not not the actual wrestling. They like the promo. You want to go from the, the you want to go yeah. from the undercard to a title shot in UFC. <laughs> yeah. Dye your hair every color in the rainbow, or right. be a MAGA guy like Colby Covington. Yeah, which I was going to say we had a, we had a very big hand in helping out Stevie Richards and I did with that with Hartnett and American Top Team. So mm. they're like, all you got to do is take what they're not doing in wrestling and put it into your TV, and then what wrestling can learn. Look at every week. There's NFL controversy. Somebody gets busted with a DUI. They're talking about it all week long, right? On all the talking head shows, Jeff Hardy, something goes down. Nobody say shit. Nobody say anything on wrestling. No controversy whatsoever. Somebody gets fired and kicked out. All we do is say, uh, one little thing about Sasha and, and, uh, Jay's wife. I can't think of her name. Forgive me. Jeez. Uh, I can't either. Uh, Funkadactyl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, as a glow up, uh, God damn it. It's all on the tip Naomi. of my tongue. Naomi. Naomi. Like, shouldn't that should be a story going on that, wow, the women's divisions really changed since Naomi and Sasha ha- had walked out here. So it's going to be a new day. Instead, we just turn Nikki Ash into the Hamburglar and expect everything to be fine instead of talking about the real game moves that are going on in real life, man. The, the NFL has real drama that affects what's how things go that next week wrestling will have real drama and go shh let's not talk about the fight at AEW backstage everybody <laughs> let's not reference it we'll just strip them of the titles instead of saying this could be the thing that is the iceberg to our titanic of a company right here si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca asma diabetes y tienes 19 años o más 52 36 42 Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Next is from um, Buffalo, uh, from Wooven, and the subject is Buffalo venue change. Mm. Uh, hey, crew, just wondering your thoughts on Buffalo requesting and granting permission to move their home game during a six foot snowstorm to Detroit's Ford Field. Some are saying it's for the safety of the fans traveling, others saying Cleveland's strong rushing game would have an incredible advantage. There seems like another example of further pussification of the game. I was wondering your thoughts on the matter. Dude, there were six feet of snow. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you like this is not the people couldn't get to the game so they had to go and, they, and the thing was they were they're playing in detroit uh, th- this week too so that was the most logical place there was detroit wasn't playing there and they were going to have a game there on thursday so they already had it set up for, for the teams to come in so yeah that was just who thought that was a like a conspiracy there first, first of all buffalo doesn't really have a very good rushing game beyond josh allen so that's like you know that's like that makes no that, that I I'm, I'm almost want to like uh, suspend that guy for misinformation in that. <laughs> this yeah. is Sunday in upstate right. New York, guys. I don't know right. where you live or where you're from, or if you understand how <laughs> snow can happen here there in a is, snow yeah. bomb. This is my old man in the driveway on the four wheeler out pushing 36 inches that fell in 24 hours. Jesus. And Buffalo is three hours away from where I'm at. And they got double and tr- they got that. And then they got three more feet on top of it. I went to school there and in 97, there was one of these snow bombs that went off. And in two days, we got 54 inches of snow. The highway shut down. No one can travel. No, like your back street that you live on in your neighborhood might not get plowed for two or three days. People have to have groceries delivered by snowmobile. Like, I'm not sure if you understand what it really is. Would an awesome snow game been cool to watch? Absolutely, bro. But the highway is shut down. There's nobody coming in or going out for 60 miles either way. Next one is from uh, Jared Aviat. Subject is comparing Triple H and Jeff Jarrett. Hi, K100 fam. Hope everyone is doing okay. Wish you all the best with your current health problems, Conan. I hope you get through this. I want to ask the crew, crew your thoughts on comparisons between Triple H and Jeff Jarrett. I know it's a tricky question since you've not worked with Triple H behind the scenes, but you have with Jeff. I know that you likely know Jeff better personally, but how would you compare the respective tenures as wrestling bookers, producers, and on-screen performers? Back in the early 2000s, both men were hated online and message boards as many fans felt both men were pushing themselves to the top of the card and outstaying their welcome. For me, I was always a fan of Triple H's main eventer and always enjoyed his work as far better than Jarrett. I never thought Jarrett fit as a main event guy at any point in his career, but yes, how would you compare the legacies of both men? This is no disrespect personally because I've actually met him and found him to be engaging and generous at this time. Thank you. Regards, Jared. Um, they're both just very high IQ guys in this business. You know, like like, like right near the top. Like, like I've I've learned more from Jeff Jarrett than anybody. Like he's he'd like just he, the guy like wrestled territories for years, wrestled WWE territory for years. Just like he's, the guy has been doing it and he's a second generation wrestler and he just knows about promoting booking just like there's so many little details of things i never would have thought of that I, that i learned from jeff and i'm sure triple h is the same way we're working under you know under under vince you just learn things that just you just gain these this this wealth of knowledge that you just can't really get from hardly anybody else in this business you know and i think that's that's what their legacies would be in my in my book yeah and, yeah, and 
Triple H to me. That I mean, even though he, Jeff is second generation and grew up in it, Triple H, they are the business. Both these guys loved it. He came up through Killer Kowalski, paid all the dues, wasn't handed anything, had to be the young boy for you know, click and got over and now look to, to the point of where he is. That's, that's all the way up the wrestling mafia mountain, <laughs> you know, for both of them. And, uh, and, and Jeff uh, can keep coming back to every cut. He leaves one company and you show up in the next one, he leaves that one and, and then on to the next one because he knows what he's doing and uh, you're not going to outwork either of those guys. They've seen it all. Yeah. He's like, you know, like a like perfect example, like like Bruce Arians on Tampa Bay, they they still keep him around as a consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, like cause just bro, you just want to have the guy around, you know, for, for for the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he always gets that's why he always gets work. Allegedly. Next, yeah. Next is from Aaron Valverde and the subject is AEW fans. Hey guys, Valverde from San Antonio. Here's my question this week. It's about AEW fans. See now WWE over years of bad lazy booking turned massive amounts of fans to hate the company. How much time do you think AEW has before their fan base turns on them? Clearly, Tony Khan is only booking what he enjoys. Just my opinion, but that's a bad business strategy. Keep on keeping it 100. Oh, and Conan, maybe you can teach Disco how to pronounce my name. He butchered it last time. Uh, is a, is Hispanic. Valverde. Um, their, their fans will never really turn on them. It's kind of, But it is kind of weird that, that, that this type of fan base, right? In one year, <clears throat> we went from CM Punk coming back to showing a fan's crying in the audience and stuff, everything to one year later. And there's, there's, a, there's FCM punk chance at the show. Like, like this, like you, you know, this is the type of people that this fam that they, they draw just like, just, just a very weird bunch of people that only like wrestling, only like AEW wrestling, uh, will defend the front. Like, like it'll do a bad rating. And if you say the, the, if you're given a review of the show, why, why the rating did bad, it's like you're a hater. I'm like, no, I'm not a hater. I'm trying to explain why the number isn't good. It's like, you know, it's like they're just, and they think that they know more than, than the people that have been in the business. That's, that's, the, that's the most bizarre thing about this fan base because they read Dave Meltzer. You know, yeah. they read the dirt sheets and they think that the dirt, <laughs> they think the dirt sheet guys know more about this business than I do, you know, which, which is, which is fascinating. So, it kind of seems that. How's that working out for him? <laughs> it kind of seems like uh, I just I just thought of this that uh, AEW and Tony Khan's response to criticism is almost like the Biden administration. Like uh, there was a reporter that asked Biden after the midterms, like, "Hey, seventy two percent of uh, Americans polled say they don't like what you're doing with this, this, or this. What are you planning to change to address their concerns?" And Biden went, "Nothing." <laughs> so right. that's almost like AEW, where hey, these this group of fans doesn't like this shit. Oh well, our fans do. Yeah, they they played at their base. Yeah. And their base will just, you know, as long as, as long as the, as the, 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 the fans will never turn, the fans are stupid. Okay. Like, like this, this is the, like the AW fan base is the lowest IQ fan base of like, like there's, there's a lot of genres on, on, on social media, but, but like the, the wrestling fan base is like a very, like th- this fan base is very low IQ, right? All it would really take is for the dirt sheet guys to start being more critical of them and criticizing them kind of like the way we do. And they'll turn on them. Because the, the the fans just like are just brainwashed and you know they're like everything I, I don't know this is a very they're a very weird bunch of people that I, I have nothing in common with so I think it'll happen at a, I think it'll happen at an accelerated rate um, I don't think you're gonna recover from this bad PR of Punk and the Bucks no matter how much you try and do it and there's something in the american dna <laughs> where we love to jump on something and find it and make it well it's pure in the underground 
then it sells out to the mainstream and we go, I knew about that before any of you guys did. So we can take a sense of pride in it. And then we look at the product when it's for the mainstream and go, it was way better before everybody else jumped on it. And then we start hating it. And then we take our hero that we built up and had pride in and tear them all the way down. So we can stand over them and go, see, you were no better than me the whole time. (laughs) And that is exactly how all of this went. It's like Metallica, Metallica fans. They loved them when they were the underground shred and metal band. As soon as they started making videos and more mainstream music, their that oh. fan base got pissed. You know. And then what happened? What happened with Napster? Yeah, yeah, that turned people. <laughs> off and, and this is exactly the model that is encoded in our DNA. Next is from Mark Warburton. The subject is Madison Reigns, the coach. Hey guys, not sure if you discussed this lately, but I find it weird that Madison Rain is being referred to as the AEW Women's Coach on TV as she actually competes within the division. I get that we all know it's a work, but come on. Can we keep just a little bit of kayfabe instead of basically saying we have a coach and we're all on the same team here at the same time as trying to get fans invested in the matches and storylines? Do you agree that this is absolutely ridiculous or I'm missing something in the logic? Uh, thanks as always, Mark from Canada. I haven't, I haven't heard her mentioned on the show, so I don't know. I, you know I, what, was, what was the last issue she was on? I, I only watched Dynamite. When was the last time she was uh, on Dynamite? When she wrestled Serena. <laughs> That's it? How long ago yeah. was that? Uh, about three months ago. Uh, yeah, so whatever. I was at the show, and they Serena to her face, like, you ready, coach? Because what people don't know is Serena was the coach, and uh, or is, along with Billy Gunn and others. And, you know, I think Madison Rain did a great job, actually, in Impact. When she was on commentary, I was very uh, impressed you know, I'm not going to say surprised. I was impressed with uh, how she brought it as a, a veteran of the locker room and was doing great color work back and forth, even if she was ribbing Josh Matthews or whoever it was. Yeah. So to see them put her in the ring, which I'm not trying to be a dick here, but maybe a little past her prime or ring rust because she wasn't doing it in impact that way. And now you're going to say she's the coach and she's probably not one of your top five workers of women. That, again, makes you kind of look foolish as management and you're not protecting her for what she is. You know, I'm not saying anything bad against her. She's been lovely every time I've met her uh, and she and she gets it. Of course, she's going to take a a job of what they're offering, but um, it's not the best look to put that out there and then have your coach beat. So what does your coach mean if you're coaching talent and they're getting beat on camera? You know, yeah. Next is from Samgana Chanko, and the subject is NXT 2.0 versus Black and Gold. I skipped that one email, Joe, because it was a question for Kone. It was short. So. Okay. Hey, K100 crew, hope you're all doing well. I know some people have been against some of the returns to WWE the past few months, but I honestly think the roster does need some new faces and, more importantly, some depth. However, I want to ask you guys if, if, if you guys think he's too reliant on his old NXT Black and Gold talent. I know you guys don't review or watch NXT anymore, but personally, I think it would serve Triple H better to invest more time into developing those guys and girls in the main roster than bringing back people like Matt Cordona or Chelsea Green or Bronson Reed. Give those spots to Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Odyssey Jones, and Tiffany Stratton. Uh, what do you think is better to rely on the experience and familiarity of this former NXT talent or give some opportunities to brand new faces? I don't. I just don't think they bring these those guys up until they think they're they're ready for the for the show. Like they, they think they're probably still a little bit green, you know? Because Braun Breaker should be on the main roster. You know, you think you think Dakota Kai is ready for main roster? Not really. Okay. I, I think they're the most. I think that, that that damage control is the most underwhelming group that gets more TV time than I've seen in like in in you know, recent memory. So we are in control now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that they don't. They, they think those guys are are just a little bit still still a little bit green. That's why they haven't brought them up. What uh, I, what, I what, what sorry, uh, Dan? What do you use for those uh, sounds, Ben? Is that the um, what's that called? This is the Roadcaster, the Roadcaster. from uh, Road Technologies, one of the best uh, Apex processing boards with a great sampler bank in it, and, and you know. If 20 years ago, this would have been a five, $6,000 piece of equipment. And now you can get one for about five fifty, six hundred $600. So if you're interested in podcasting, producing, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's an unbelievable piece of equipment. Do you think I should upgrade to the Roadcaster DI and start playing some sound effects on here? Um, sure. Why not? Let's do it. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, dude, uh, reach out to Stevie and see if you can get the email because, uh, the road is very cool, especially with the podcast community and they might send you one for free. I got this one. So, wow. uh, I want to put over road and, uh, you send them the nice email and, and give them a plug for three months and you got a free one. Probably. I'll check it out. Thanks, uh, next, next from Beto Garcia, the subject is cakes. Evening, Jens. It's your homeboy from the 415 and on discord known as G4150351. Okay. Since you're all kind of series of plump rumps, who are your current top five wrestling pogs? Mm. Keep up the dope work. Stay mentally and physically unhealthy. Now, is I that know if, is that fat uh, fat ass white girls, right? Yeah, fat ass white girls. I don't even know. I mean, uh, how many pogs t- are there? Tony Storm, even... Paige Van Zant. Uh, Paige Van Zant's a pog. Yeah, I'd say so. Really? She's, she's a UFC fighter. She's got a big butt, man. It's a fact. Um, Verifi- okay, I guess verifiable Tony Storm fact. And... You got to go. I don't, know, I don't know who else. You got to go hater, rebel, hater. Tony Storm over there. Uh, and then you got to definitely go the chick in NXT with the big donkey on her. And, oh, uh, yeah. What's her, Nikita? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's probably number one. I would say she's probably number one. And I probably wouldn't say this, but I'm really not as scared of him because he has a beautiful head of hair. So Scarlet, you know, like <laughs> yeah. if he was bald, I probably wouldn't say that. And but, le- uh, lesser oh, known yeah. is uh, Sky Blue. Sky Blue. Oh my God. Next is from M. Garcia. The subject is ACW original Tommy Dreamer. Hello, gentlemen. Listeners, is day one. I've left a clip of Tommy Dreamer's podcast where he interviewed Masha, Masha Slamovich. Yeah. Who? He has some very interesting comments about the 2130 minute mark. Phil Worry not because the clip is only about 30 seconds. I was hoping to get your opinions on discussion. Here's the link. Go ahead and play it, Joe. 2130, he said? Yeah, 2130 mark. With, with one blood, I also get it with. Um, we used to call it being addicted to the blade. Whoa. Now it's a lot more, you know, Wait a minute. blood in the sense. I mean, it's always been real right. blood, but like, oh. Just, okay, turn, turn, wow. turn this clip off. I all knew right. it. I knew that was yeah. a term. Yeah, for, from from Tommy Dreamer, the Big. guys that bleed all over themselves in ECW. That was never that, that was like like I said, that was never like a, a the industry wide term. <laughs> that was like your Philly CZW yeah. Tommy Dreamer, you know, you know whatever. But uh, we're going to suspend this well, guy M Garcia ben, from the mailbag for that. For that. What am I mentioning? Ben, if you're what not, I- yeah, I was going to say if you're not aware from from a mailbag question one week, they asked about Moxley bleeding all the time, and I used mm-hmm. the term "addicted to the blade." And Conan and Disco said, "What the fuck is that? I've never heard that before. That's a <clears throat> that's a Mark term, whatever." So I went ahead and made an "addicted to the blade" T-shirt just as a as a joke. And uh, no, you tried to make it sound like it was it was like an industry wide like a lot of people have so heard that term before. Ben, and it was basically Ben, you've never Philly CZW ECW, you know. So, so you haven't heard that in widespread usage, right, Ben? No, I'm in the yeah. Northeast. I, I haven't, but uh, that's not to say that it won't be uh, a big seller on the Get My Go Pro Wrestling. He sold four T-shirts. Yeah, and a wow. European yeah. T-shirt, so I bootlegged it. Horrible. They, they did, like the turn. They, they sold four. Uh, all four guys who host the show, they all bought one. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42. 
Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, here we go. This is from Brendan Triano, and the subject is racism as a black man. Hello, guys. It's the mayor. Oh, the mayor. I want to speak on a topic you guys touched on the recent K100 talks. Disco was saying how stupid it was for people to think it's racist to ask minorities for IDs to vote. I agree with Disco. There's actually a great video where a dude interviews college students on campus about this, and they overwhelmingly thought this was racist. Then the guy goes to the hood, and all the black people thought it was stupid enough and said, why wouldn't I want to show my ID to vote? I always have it on me. It's crazy how people like to feel offended for others and project this nonsense that, quite frankly, is racist in itself. I work as an HVAC tech, so I go to homes all day. The amount of people who are overly nice to me that have the liberal ideology billboards on the front lawn because I am black is annoying and racist in my opinion. I'd rather have someone be racist up front than smile in my face, give me a tip, just because I am the victim. Have you guys seen or heard this type of experience I've had, uh, I, I've had in your circles? Thanks. No, you did, bro. The, the, the whole racism thing is coming from white middle-aged liberals. And like, like they're, 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 they're the ones being offended for people that they think they're supposed to, should be offended. And the thing about it is, but bro, think about, how, think about this. You're literally trying to say that black people are kind of like a lower class of people that don't understand the process of what it takes to go get, get an ID. Like, like how, like, like you're literally just like saying, it's like that, that that's racist to ask them to go get an ID. The process of getting an ID is getting in your car or taking the bus, going to the, 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 uh, the DMV, standing in the line, paying the money, getting your picture taken again, getting the ID. Well, I mean, it's the same process for everybody. It has nothing like to do with it. It has nothing to do with race. It's just, it's just right. such a stupid argument. I'm like, what? Okay, like, that's another thing to explain. How, okay, the, the, uh, the asking for voter ID is racist. Like I say, okay, explain the process. How is it racist? Well, How is it difficult said, to get an ID? Did you say, and is he misquoting you, that it's for minorities are the ones that need to do it? Because wasn't that what it said in the order? Because my only argument was, why minorities? That's everybody. You're talking about, not you, but in this email, about classification of minorities that need to prove it because it's obviously either 
you know, poor African-American is what you're alluding to, I think, in, in your own demographic of uh, of people, or is it uh, illegal aliens that they're trying to stack coming across the border from Honduras? Like, that's what I believe probably Disco's argument was. But it, regardless, this is about being a citizen of the U.S. to want to participate in the Democratic voting process. It has nothing to do with, like, marginalizing a, a person or a, a specific group. So if you can't uh, put yourself forward to go, I want to be a part of this, and and get that little bit done, then it's not worth it to you to vote or have a voice out there. No one's trying to 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 subvert anybody's race or ethnicity and make them mean less by doing that. Saying no, you have to get an ID. Yeah, you fucking got to get one. Are you an American or aren't you? No, then you don't get to vote. That's how she wrote. Not even that. You can't. You can't buy. You can't buy booze. Can't drive. Can't rent you can't, a like, car. Look at all the things can't, you can't, can't do without an ID. Like you shouldn't can't be able to. ID. Shouldn't be able to rent an apartment. Can't get a bank account. You know, like can't if, work. If you can't. If you can't name all fucking members of the Wu Tang Clan, I don't even want to hear shit about being black. You, you can't. can't you can't. Really you can't know. cash a paycheck. <laughs> I, was like, cool. I, mean, I mean, like, how are you? Unbelievable. Yeah. Next is from uh, CC. The subject is fraud. Conan, the patent book was excellent. The book title here explains what's been happening in PA for a long time. This is how the Dems hold power in Pennsylvania will forever. Gregory Stenson, the parallel election, a blueprint for deception. Um, all right. Well, my question is, what is your take on all election fraud being swept under the rug? Trump asked in 2016 after he won for a voter fraud investigation. The two big states were Pennsylvania and Michigan. There's no law and order across the country in this issue. Politicians equal, equal POS. Love the show. Um, Let me just say, say first. As far as bringing up voter fraud or election fraud, and now it's like totally taboo to talk about it, really, that's a, that's an American tradition. Like, do people not know any of their history? Like, it's been alleged for years that the Kennedys stole the election from Nixon in 1960. There was the problems in 2000 in Florida, you know, all the way up to the, um, Hillary accusing Trump of stealing it in 2016. So that was all cool. But when you flip it around and, you know, in, in these days, you try to accuse the CIA, Democrats or whatever. CIA backs the, the governor of California, who's a movie actor, to run for eight years. Yeah. And the, his vice president's the former head of the CIA. You guys think this gangster shit hasn't been happening since the beginning of time? You're fooling yourself. You live in a Hallmark movie to think that OG prohibitionists who back Nazis <laughs> to, to cash in twice. And then you want to get into the anti-Semitic talk or call people Nazis. Uh, you know, you fucking Mark, you're just not getting it all the way around of the actual life you've lived in. You want to look at something, go look up Dwight D Eisenhower's shoot on who we shouldn't put this country in the hands of, of defense contractors and secret societies. Look at JFK wanting to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces. Mm -hmm. And that the secret societies that own this country are the ones that are really doing it but you can't come out and say anything is otherwise anti-semitism don't you know it yeah. so like the this little fantasy reality that the woke culture wants to create of some leave it to beaver bullshit is what they can hang their hats on for full house or whatever they want it for tgi fridays but that ain't the way shit's been done in Never. the last hundred to 200 years ever because before yeah. that we were smoking indians and leaving bodies stacked miles high while we killed buffalo bro yeah. so like get your shit together on what's really going down because if you can look at wrestling as a work and a fantasy but you're still going to live in this fantasy world over here you got to start waking up to what really goes on in this planet bro 
Boom. Next one's from Brian Dunlap, and the sub is Dave Meltzer's number one ranked Christian Cage match. Hello, Cody and Disco. Out of all the classics of Christian Cage's career, the one match that Dave Meltzer gives a five-star rating is a Falls Counts Anywhere trios match at Full Gear 2021. The match featured Christian, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy versus the Super Click, uh, Adam, a.k.a. Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. This ranked out above all Christian's tag team work with Edge during the Attitude Era. According to Meltzer, this is ranked above anything Christian has ever done as either a singles or tag team wrestler. Do you agree or agree, disagree with Meltzer's ratings? And why do you think he would rank this match above all of Christian's top matches? Is this really better than the multi-team TLC matches he was involved in? And would you rather see that full gear match or Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys versus the Hardy Boys? Um, I, it's fascinating that people still listen to Dave for you know advice on on work. Like Conan still listens to him and stuff. Everything I've I've seen him give four and a half stars to stuff that had so many fake looking spots and it did like it, negative four and a half stars would have been the rating back in you know twenty years ago. Like if guys were doing stuff that these guys are doing in the ring, you wouldn't the, the, the everybody you come to the back and we go, what are you doing? You wouldn't be on TV. The funniest thing about this is is that uh um. I tweeted this like the, the I did a tweet recently where I said after after I didn't watch the, the AEW pay per view right but I tweeted AEW just like continues to to book for their audience and they're never going to grow. If you actually think and I wonder if Dave thinks that I, I bet Dave had a hand in this right. But if if you actually think and I, I'd put a considerable amount of money on this right that you're going to get one new fan. I, I say you're not going to get even one new fan from a best of seven trio series. With the with the elite versus the Pentagon, the, the Death Triangle, which is which is their next big thing they got going, and like basically all they're doing this for is so Dave can rate these matches and give them four and a half and five stars, and him and Alvarez when when the series is over with they can go boy yo four and six were really good, but 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 two two was like an under underrated match, just like the of all the matches in the series, like so they can talk about it like that. It's so fucking stupid, bro. <laughs> that's like I mean seriously, that that's the way they talk about this shit. You know, and like, like it's so nerdy, it's so off-putting. Like nobody gives a rat's ass. Like, what's the point of doing that? You know, we're having a, tr- a best of seven trio series with that triangle versus you know the the elite. I'll put twenty I bucks mean, down on it right now if you want to take the other side that they don't make it to seven. That right. there'll be at least one to two sidelining injuries from getting your shit in and doing some dumb shit wow. around match three or four, and we'll never get to seven. <laughs> And uh, quick check. Uh, can somebody tell me who trained Dave Meltzer to give anybody a rating on a match? Who, who was his? No, oh, nobody trained I mean, him. He, the, the, the one what thing. Are the, what are the star ratings based on? Are they based on a baby face's fire and comeback? How vicious a heel's heat is? Uh, was the double down intuitive and, and interesting? How did they get over in their entrance? What was the finish? Did they hit it at the right time and give the people what they wanted, or was it a swerve that took, that carried the story? Is that how he's rating it, or does he go, "Wow, Bro. Falcon Zero or, or Superplex to Falcon Zero oh, kick out five hate stars"? That. I hate that so much. Here's, Dude, here's these two. assholes don't know what they. At least I can't go in on Alvarez because he was trained by Buddy Wayne. Yeah, right. so I, I Alvarez, Alvarez, is, Alvarez has better take on, on one work than Dave does. Yeah. Well, well, he, 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 knows what, he knows what's going on. Right, because he's he's done it before. Right? Yeah. So the funny the funny thing well, about it is, uh, is the Dave about uh, the the quality or star. You, you're listening to an amateur who's never done it, who has no idea. I wanted to pitch this to you. I might have even sent an email, but Jericho, a uh, friend of the show here, obviously, I saw him pitch that shouldn't wrestling possibly be in the Olympics. 
because it's a performance art, much like figure skating and whatnot, but they just don't have any asshole off the street judging figure skating. It's former figure skaters. This is where I could see DI and and other guys being Olympic judges if we ever get to the level of what it is, who can really actually, for the first time, give X amount out of 10 stars, and it will really mean something because the people who are the professionals at it are looking at it with a critical eye. So uh, the one thing that you can look at Dave's what, – what, what you can – if you looked at metrics on – if you looked at Dave's ratings for matches and did studies on them, you would just come to the conclusion that Dave likes the stuff that doesn't draw. Like, and that's basically what the, what the numbers say. Because if we, if we go for the metric, everything he likes doesn't draw. So let's do that more. How's that going to fucking work out for Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hank Beanie is going to get a suspension, Joe, because this is his second email. So I guess this was what he sent one in last Tuesday. But we're going to read it, which we're going to suspend it from next week because we're going to read both of them today. Got it. Uh, subject is Austin Theory. And it's, uh, hey, guys, since Triple H took over WWE Creative, Austin Theory has been converted from one of the rising stars of the company to the guy that pretty much jobs to everyone. After one of the weakest cash-ins in the company history, Jim Cornette and others called out Triple H for his handling of Theory. Yesterday on Raw, they changed Theory's character into an angry, unhinged persona. That was last week, by the way. Yeah. What are they doing with it makes no sense. What do you guys think about Triple H's handling of Austin Theory, and how do you think he should be booked? That's from Handsome Hank. I don't, first of all, I don't, I don't think that makes no sense. I mean, the, the kids, the kids, punk. He's been called out, and, and he looks like a million bucks. And this past last Monday, before he did that thing where he beat up Dolph Ziggler, he cut a great promo. Yeah. He, it was a very good promo. They kind of like you know Syria, and I was like, bro, this one week, I liked it. I, I, I'm giving the guy a chance. He's, he's definitely talented, 
And I, I had said, like, you know, what, like we were talking about me and Conan like like months ago. Why are they pushing this guy so much? It's like Vince. And I was just wondering if like he kind of looks like, you know, like what John Cena was 20 years ago. Yeah. This so is like, your like if you have the prototype, okay, look, uh, this guy looks the part of like our next John Cena. So let's just start pushing because he's got the the, the face, the the body. He's just like look, he looks like the next John Cena. So it's like let's try to make see if he can become the next John Cena. You know, and I mean, maybe Triple H said, "Well, he's not the next John Cena." Like he started beating him, but it's like you know, I I don't know. I I I I'd like to know what what the what the the booking meeting conversations have been around this guy. You know, something happened in in the being Vince's boy and doing that type of stuff to like try and test him and humble him on camera, but they, they effed up the business. He can lose every match as long as he's got the money in the bank as the threat for the chicken shit to come in and pick the bones when the time is right, when the champ is down. However, to have him go after the mid card title on a non pay-per-view and it's also an open challenge to me, that's fuck you booking. Because that I, doesn't I, you know, do anything to I, like elevate his character, storyline, character arc. I, I I agree with you when it was taking place. Like that, that made no sense. Yeah, I did. I I liked the explanation though. Well, why that, he did that it. That was, it was the, 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 bro. That's like, after the fact, right? Well, I said after the fact, but the, the explanation made some sense in my opinion. So I'll give them a pass on that. Seeing what they do with do this guy going forward, well, I'm not a fan of lowered or higher because of that after that terrible choice. After the choice of having him cash in, lose, and then rib him about the worst, you know, thing ever. Like if he did it and lost, that can be the inciting incident to drive him mad. Yes, Instead, yes. we're just turning and onto it, a new character and hoping that it catches. Well, him. and then let's not forget they are billing this guy as like the youngest guy on the roster. Like mm-hmm. he's the kid. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, and it's good what they like like what they did with Dominic and what they're doing with him. They're making these young kids the punks. You know, like like the the characters are kind of punks, you know, which yeah. is like kind of like you know, what kids are these days to look to look at by by the older guys. So I, I I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a I'm, I'm gonna see where it goes. You know, yeah, I I, I've been I've been an advocate of the guy like Russo saw no money on him. I'm like, and Stevie and I are both like, nah, dude. You everyone wants Cena to turn heel. Here's your opportunity to build a heel Cena. But we're not like something happened in like four weeks ago or five weeks ago in the Triple H decision to not carry on the the right way and test him the creative does not line up something politically is happening that has thwarted him back off the rails of elevating to where he was going well, plus two well, let's let's not pretend that that a guy carrying around a suitcase every show is looks so stupid you know mm-hmm. i um, can say just real so, quick to you, as as a fan uh and I'll, I'll align more with russo on this than ben and stevie is that i found theory to be way more interesting since he you know, added this vicious streak and everything like that than I did before. I didn't really find him that interesting at all before that. You know, so it's working for me. Yeah. The, the cashing was uh, stupid, though. That was that was brutal. Right. Joe, so next is man from the mailbag for two weeks, Joe. After <laughs> not, uh, next is from Jared Avion. The subject is Conan loves these names. Uh, Jared's going to get a suspension because this is uh, submitted last Tuesday. J- Jared, you got to get these in by by Sunday or Monday at the very latest, because uh, we usually record the mailbag on Monday. Okay. Uh, Conan loves these names. Hi, K100 fam. Hope everyone's doing well. With the recent release of Rue Feng, the cheesy presentations of Wendy Chu, a.k.a. Dashi Fu, and Boa Lu, Boa Lu, a.k.a. Yambo Wang, what are the hopes of my boy from Homeland, Homeland, Dante Chen? 
Will, will he survive being the first Singaporean WWE superstar ever? Would love your thoughts on him and how the Asian talents are presented overall in NXT. Thank you. Hope Conan enjoyed the names as he used to. Best. That's from Jared. I've never heard of any of those people. Um, and the Asian women are projected like 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 they're they're spastic morons. You know Wendy Chu. Wendy Wendy Chu came out and wrestled in her pajamas or whatever. That's yeah. So we saw that one time. I, I don't know. I know that for some reason. Like if you're a Japanese character, like like a female character, we have to marry you to like anime. Like oh, Japanese anime, that's a thing. So let's make them character look like a Japanese anime character. And like all the characters look like Japanese anime characters, like or schoolgirls. It's like it doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. You know. It's like I mean, look at look at Wenlu. Who's the chick that just uh, knocked out the girl in the um choked out the girl in the UFC for uh the Chinese girl um Wenli Wenli Ji. Yeah. Why can't you have a, just a Chinese badass like you know? I don't know, whatever. Why do the girls submit to doing that? Um, probably. Why would they sit that The main reason behind it is. Next is from Nick M, and the subject is Chavito Heat. Hey, K100 crew, love the show. I was wondering, have you guys ever invited Chavo Guerrero to come on the show and chop it up? If he could be a great guest, considering he, though, he's right there with Disco and Conan and WCW at the time and probably has some great stories to tell. Not to mention, he's still promoting with Alberto Del Rio of Mexico. Coming on the show would be a great way to promote the shows and drive fans to them. Thanks for reading my question. Um, we don't take suggestions, but Chavito is a guy that we'd probably like to have on the show. Yeah, I'd like to hear about his... Uh all of his work behind the scenes on and everything with all the TV shows and movies. I'm sure he's gotten a lot more knowledge uh, to share. Absolutely. I was just when I, I'm little, not triggered by it, but have you guys ever heard of the band, the mountain goats and the album beat the champ? No, it's like a folk rock group uh, or folk punk group kind of, but there's a whole, it's a whole wrestling album. Uh, I'll uh, DM it to you, DI, but there's a song called the ballad of Chavo Guerrero. It's about Chavo Guerrero senior on there, but there's a lot of damn cool wrestling songs on there that aren't like your normal Mark wrestling anthems. They're, they're very well written and thought out. Next is from Arizona fever and the subject is Nash Carter WWE return. Hey guys, I love your show. With Triple H in control and rehiring so many WWE talent, do you think there's a chance that Nash Carter will return in the WWE? I love MSK and they were fun tag teams since I saw them in Impact as the Rascals. There was no proof of any allegations that was made by the ex-wife nor any reports made by the cops of the so-called alleged abuse except making accusations on social media. All it is about a vindictive woman who can't accept that Nash Carter move on with some, someone else, which I heard that he is dating Gigi Dolan. From what I heard, his coworkers adore him and there's nothing bad to say about him, and I feel bad for him getting fired over a photo that was taken when he was a teenager. Seems that Impact Wrestling and AEW hasn't signed him as well. I know nothing about this story. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything Do you about know this. Any, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything about Nash Carter? Um, so he, I liked his work with the Rascals. I thought they were great in Impact. And then he's with, um, or was with, what's his wife's name? Uh, she's a worker too. Uh, and she was, uh, she was at Impact, and she was the one blonde who left and then all this kind of spilled over and you know everyone looks kind of cuckoo for cocoa puffs i guess there was him with a hitler mustache uh you know as he shaved one day and like all these uh, a text message she claims he's abusive uh Uh, i don't really care uh, her name's kimberly kimberly thank you uh and then you know other friends doing he said she said well whatever here's what it comes down to you don't shit where you eat you want to fuck around in the wrestling industry? 
<laughs> chances are it's going to go real bad for you, bro. Especially if you're messing with a worker because nobody's naive in this shit where a worker can get over on a civilian woman <laughs> and, and, and do what he needs to do. Uh, uh, you're not going to be able to, to get over on any female in the locker room that way. So uh, it can get real ugly real quick and you work your ass off to get to WWE. And the last thing you want is to bring them negative PR because they will cut your ass double quick because they can replace you in a second. So having somebody as your significant other in this business is a big liability, you know, and you've got to be on the same page of kayfabe. Don't say nothing. If we got problems, it goes down at home. And when it boils over now, everybody's career is screwed. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Next one's from Amit Singh Jockey. And the subject is Indian stars and pro wrestling. Locate 100 team. Greetings from India. Longtime listener of the show. Only on YouTube. Why is there reluctance to push Indian stars and pro wrestling right now on TV? We're all excited for Veer and Shanky. Both are almost absent. The other guy, Sangha, is stuck on NXT. Shira is doing nothing TNA. And the same is with Satnam, who will do anything but wrestle. They pushed Jinder to the moon. He had flaws all over him. We've been the biggest audience for pro wrestling ever since the great Khali popped up in WWE. Kindly comment on this and post it on YouTube. We'd love to hear your views on this. And as always, thanks for keeping it 100. Regards, that's uh, Amit Singh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I, I thought the shanky thing with uh, Jinder was actually, the, the kid dancing out there was getting over a little bit. It was silly, but like he was getting a good pop. I don't know. Yeah, dude, he's got charisma and freakishly long arms. Bro from India, big shout out because I've said this same thing. What the hell is going on? What the hell's going on with these goddamn Indians? We got giant Indians everywhere, bro. On AEW, this guy's confirmed Nephilim pretty much, the size of the Indian guy they got there. And we got Sanjay Dutt. How about Hakeem Zane? Phenomenal worker, great on the mic. Mahabali Shiras with Al Snow and OVW, and they're booking them the right way, but it seems like they can't get him over on TV, even though he's a freak show of an awesome athlete as well. And this goes back to when WWE went to India to get Jinder over as the big heel, and they were going to invade this huge, you know, Bollywood, uh, you know, 
market pretty much. And the story was that Triple H is in a cab and the cab driver turns around and tells Triple H how over he was and how much they loved DX back in the 90s. And then they switched the finish and put gender under in India, bro, because don't you know DX has got to shine 25 years later in India just to get that one pop instead of making our first Indian champion and endearing us to the crowd. So once again, ego and ignorance reign supreme in the booking. And these guys are fucking unbelievable specimens. Veer, gender, Shanky, just like you mentioned, and even guys who are average size, Hakeem Zane can get over with character. I, I have seen a big contingent of Indian guys with a lot of money on them internationally, and we're not doing anything to them. And we just make them look stupid or go veers coming 25 weeks later. <laughs> here he is. Like everybody's an asshole when it comes to it. If I was a giant Indian guy and had giant Indian friends, I might use that as intimidation on some people. Oh my God. The next one, this is Brian Dunlap guy. Uh, he's our big, like, Super Mark guy in the YouTube comments. Oh, okay. Okay, this is hysterical, actually. Um, should Mr. Should Mr. Pectacular Jesse Goddard join the Jericho Appreciation Society AEW? Hello, Cody and Disco. Mr. Pectacular Jesse Goddard retweeted a comment suggesting that he should join the Jericho Appreciation Society AEW. Do you think he'd be a good fit for AEW and the Jericho Appreciation Society? Goddard is currently wrestling for OVW in Kentucky. He has incredible physique, so he might stand out in AEW and the JAS in particular, where there aren't too many ripped muscle men. He also nominated himself for Sexiest Man Alive, while Jericho has deemed his faction the world's sexiest collective. Jesse has projects outside of wrestling like his comic book with Al Snow, and from interacting with him on social media, Goddard seems like a nice guy with a personality that might work well in AEW or WWE. What do you think? Brian Dunlap, okay, I'm not Dunlop or whatever your name is, all right? Well, I'm not stupid. Okay. The, the, okay. Listen to, this for, listen to this show. He says, Mr. Spectacular retweeted a comment suggesting he should join the Jericho Appreciation Society. You know who tweeted the comment? Brian Dunlop. Brian Dunlop. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many, you know how many retweets and likes this comment has? Uh, three. Two, two retweets and three likes. And one of the retweets is from Jesse Goddard. Oh. I, I mean, I don't know enough about this guy. Don't, do, no, he should. The, the last thing the AEW needs is more wrestlers. That's the that's the absolute last thing they need to sign. Uh, I'll guys. tell you, like if you are on the same page with Austin Theory, Jesse Goddard's has all of that and more. Uh, right. When it does come to being a body guy, and he was uh, on um, what's the show Billy was on, uh, Big Brother, right? So right. he's got mm-hmm. he's got crossover appeal that way. He looks like Superman, so he's got the sex appeal for the for the the ladies. So, to, so why would he join a group, right? Well, <laughs> kind I of mean, like be your own guy. You know, like, if you're yeah. gonna do that, it's like uh, you kind of gotta unveil him as like a Chris Masters masterpiece. You know what I mean? Where Jericho goes uh, to find El Sexico and brings him back or whatever, and right. he's gonna be the new uh, Adonis of the group that could up our sex level from ten to eleven. So, mm-hmm. um, and he would out and like you actually. It wouldn't be bad because then all you got to do is have Ty Conti like look at him and then you have Sammy be jealous of him and you have some easy stuff right there in opposed down segments. And this guy's been working OVW for 15 years. So he absolutely is overprepared for every opportunity. And to look at him, I don't understand why WWE has does not have him on their roster because he's he's a five star player. Hmm. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.